I was uh, about a mile um, short of the finish line. Yeah. Uh, when I heard two ex- two explosions, and yeah, I've talked to enough people. I've run with enough people who run Boston, and I'm going through my brain. I'm going, you know, I don't think there were ever any mentions of fireworks. Right. <laughs> Welcome to the 2022 season of Run My West Coast. I am your host, Eddie Klein. Run My West Coast is a show about running in West Michigan. Podcast episodes feature local runners, local races and race directors, along with running community and Holland Haven Marathon details. In this episode called Go Back to Where You Last Hugged Your Husband, Runner and West Michigan race director Lynn Light tells his harrowing account of running the 2013 Boston Marathon. Lynn also talks extensively about the St. Paddy's Leprechaun Chase coming up on March 12th in downtown Holland. We also have the Ten Commandments of Winter Running, plus information on Holland Haven Marathon, info on the Tulip Time Run, and a list of local West Michigan races coming up in March. Let's start out by getting into our running tips of the month. This is called the 10 Commandments of Winter Running. And this is by Coach David Roche, who wrote an article in Trail Runner Magazine in the Winter 2022 edition. So 10 Commandments. Here's number one. Thou shall run by time, not distance. Unless you live on the equator, running in winter is going to evolve running in the dark. I would agree with that. Uh, a lot less daylight in the winter, so time your runs so that you're not out there in the dark, especially if you don't live in a city where there's some some lights. If you try to go by distance, good chance you're going to maybe be out there too long and be running without some light. Uh, number two, thou shalt err on the side of traction. When the temperature drops below 40 degrees Fahrenheit, assume you will encounter ice without warning. Play it safe. Wear trail shoes with lugs. Yeah, definitely can get icy out there. Uh, around here, we wear something called yak tracks on our shoes. Uh, rubber, like, track that goes around. It's got some spikes on it. Same kind of an idea as lugs. Of course, if you live in downtown Holland, you can just run on the snow melt. But that's not for everyone. So keep that in mind. Don't slip and fall. It's not worth getting hurt. Uh, number three, thou shall not miss more than one day unless you have an injury scare. It's okay to miss one day every once in a while if you are busy or unexcited, but never miss two days unless there's an injury scare. So basically what he's saying is you start missing days of training, you're going to start losing motivation. It's going to get real easy to get out of the habit. All of a sudden two days off becomes three and you just get right out of the habit of running. So try not to miss a day. I mean, unless you've got a planned rest day or if you do feel like you're injured, uh, keep up with the consistency. Consistency definitely pays off as a runner. Number four. Thou shall start runs warm. You never bake a cake without preheating the oven. Dress warmly and do a warm-up routine indoors to get the oven started. Totally makes sense, especially when it's cold. It's super easy to get injured. It's super hard to get going when it's cold. So get your clothes on or or before you get your winter clothes on, do some warm-ups in the house. I mean, even if it's just some squats or jumping jacks or stretching or running on your treadmill before you run outside. Warm yourself up. It's definitely going to pay off in the end. Uh, Here we go. Number five, thou shalt not freeze your legs. And this kind of relates to the last one. Cold muscles, joints, and bones are less resilient and efficient. So always stay warm from the waist down to avoid unnecessary overuse injuries. Number six, thou shalt run short hills. If your velocity is lower than it should be, you could be undermining your development. Hill intervals between 30 seconds and 3 minutes can keep your engine revving so you can get the most out of your flat ground speed work on days when it thaws out. So what he's trying to say on this is, and it makes a lot of sense, is in the wintertime you're not going to run as fast on flat ground as you normally would just because of the cold, the conditions. So if you run on a hill uh, for your speed work, you can put just as much effort into running on the flat and get just as much out of it, like increasing your VO2 max or your lactate threshold. So give that a thought when you're doing your winter running. Number seven, thou shalt not idealize races and sign up for something stupid. This makes a lot of sense because 
who's browsing online or on Instagram or somewhere and they see a race in the winter or maybe it's in the summer coming up and they're like, yeah, that sounds good. I'm going to go ahead and sign up for it. So he says, I recommend athletes make big race decisions while running hard uphill at race effort near the end of a training run. So basically it's easy when you're nice and warm and sitting on the couch to sign up for something hard. But if you make that decision when you're doing something hard, maybe you'll think twice about it and make a better decision to not sign up for something stupid. All right, number eight, thou shall hydrate. This should be an obvious one, but it's not always obvious in the winter. Chronic dehydration saps performance and makes you feel like a freeze-dried strawberry. Stay fresh, stay hydrated. I know I get dehydrated in the winter because it's dry. You know, my house is dry from the heat going. The air is dry outside from low humidity. Uh, You just got to drink a lot of water. You got to drink hydration drinks and keep that in mind that even though it's not hot and sunny like summer, you are still going to need that water to get your workout and to get your run in. Number nine. Thou shalt think positive. Reframe the struggle of the winter as an opportunity for running salvation. If you can conquer winter as a runner, you can conquer anything in running and in life. I mean, let's be honest, it's, it's hard to run in the winter. So if you can stick it out and get out there in the cold and run hard or run consistently, it's going to probably make you tougher. It's going to make you a person that can hang on to challenges when it comes to hard running or hard things that come up in life. So... Hey, all the credit to everybody who gets out there in the winter. I don't get out there very much in the winter, maybe once a week. So maybe I'm not as tough as the rest of you, but I'll take it. Uh, Number 10, thou shalt think long-term. During winter, we write the opening credits to our race season. Stay patient, stay positive, stay motivated. The rest of the show is always worth it. Yeah, we got to, we can't just live in the moment. We got to use this moment now to, set ourselves up for success later. So keep that in mind when you're doing your winter running. It's going to pay off later on in the summer when you're ready to do that race because you got those miles in and you were consistent. Okay. Thank you very much, Dr. Roche, Coach Roche. Let's get into today's interview. So here we go. Shortly after he hugged his wife along the course, bombs went off at the finish and he scrambled to get in touch with her. Lynn was fortunate to borrow a spectator's phone and send a text to her saying, go back to where you last hugged your husband. This was how the 2013 Boston Marathon ended for runner Lynn Light. They found each other and managed to get through that terrible day together. Lynn is also the race director for St. Patty's Leprechaun Chase. We sit down and cover all the race details and the reasons for putting on this hometown event. Mr. Lynn Light is joining us today. Lynn, welcome to the show Lynn is a runner, race director, and in a past life, he's a former librarian, among many other things, which I don't even know myself, but we'll find <laughs> out today. Uh, what's what's Lynn's life been like? Uh, so, Lynn, are you a Hollander? Did you, grew, did you grew up in Holland? Are you from Holland? Well, it's it's interesting that you asked that. I was born in Grand Rapids, raised in Bay City. Okay. Um, graduated from high school in 70, moved to Muskegon. Met my wife, who was teaching in Fenville, moved to Fenville, and she taught down there for 34 years. In 1978, I moved to Holland. Um, when I started working at Herrick in 1981, uh, Herrick has a very good genealogy department. Okay. And I delved into the light genealogy and discovered that uh, <clears throat> the lights were in Ottawa County uh, in the mid-1800s. Oh, so there was a light farm in Allendale in the uh, 1860s. Wow. So, uh, so your West Michigan roots are here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of interesting. That, so. is, that is pretty interesting. That was way before 23andMe could oh. give you those answers, right? <laughs> yes, yes. So it's, just, it's, it's interesting. Full, you know, life, they say life is a circle. Yeah. And, you know, basically almost a full circle. So That's cool. Yeah. So then you're in a... So you're, been running a long time so how did your life become a runner in in all that circle well um 1966 uh freshman in high school i uh, tried out for the football team and uh i'm not a big guy i was gonna say let me guess they said you were too small <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, bay city central is uh, uh, a, a very big team 
Okay. And uh, I'm 5'7", but I wasn't 5'7". Those yeah. years, I was five five and one hundred and twenty pounds, so mm-hmm. I was about the size of a tamp tackling dummy. Right, and they had enough. So, coach uh, was cut from that team and ran cross country that year. Um, that spring, I started uh, running track, um, middle distance and long distance. Um, I became a varsity uh, letter winner as a freshman. Oh, um, good. But uh, I sort of uh, peaked early and uh, didn't really do anything else after that. Yeah. Um, you know, did some running. I enjoyed running um, on my own. Uh, but uh, 2008. Okay, so we're fast forward a long time oh, here. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. 2008, um, like everybody in Holland, um, I don't know any runner that hasn't gone through the gazelle uh, run camp. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Me too. So I met some very good people. Uh, since 2008, I have been a consistent runner. Um, and then in 2009, I had a stroke oh. uh, in November. Um, the doctors all said, because of my running, he said, do you really, you, you saved yourself as a runner. That's that awesome. Did. So, yeah. um, um, so I went back out in uh, 2010. August, ran my first marathon. Which was what marathon? That was the North Country. Okay, trail, a trail marathon. Yeah. Okay. And people sort of look at me and said, Lynn, you, you are crazy. You know that. This is, <laughs> yeah. Because smart people don't pick a trail run, especially North Country, as yeah. your first marathon. Yeah. Uh, and since then, I've done 20, I think, seven marathons. Yeah. Uh, wow. Boston twice, qualified uh, three times. Uh, my first Boston was uh, 2013. I was there is, at the bombing. Which is unfortunate, yeah. yeah. So you didn't get to finish, obviously, or you did. I was turned back at uh, Boylston. Yeah. Um, they said uh, there were bombs on the finish line, go back. So um, that's as close as I came, 2013. Um, that was an experience. Yeah, I bet. But wow. uh, I became a, a race director after I retired. I'm sort of coming forward fast here, just about... 2015, I retired. Yep. Uh, 2017, um, I became race director for the uh, Holland uh, St. Patty's Leprechaun Chase. Awesome. So, yeah. Um, that that's, br- uh, brings us right to today. To today. So, so can I, I want to circle back and ask a couple questions. Sure. Uh, North Country Trail Run, you ran, you've run the full. Have you run the other distances there as well? I've run the, the half. Um, but not the 5K or the 50-miler. Okay. Or, I mean, the 50K or the 50-miler. The okay. Uh, I was scheduled to run with Todd Swanson when he did his 50. Uh, but, uh, no, I've not. Uh, just the short of the, the half and the full in yeah. North Country. Yeah, uh, okay. And then I'm, I'm curious about the Boston. I ran Boston in 2012, the year before you did, so I actually got to finish the race. Yeah. Uh, but 2013, of course, I wasn't there, but you were there, and I'm, I'm curious about – a little bit about the firsthand account of when, when you found out you weren't going to finish the race and, and like, what, what were you feeling like emotionally and what, what did they put, make you do? And what was it like on the ground out there? I was, um, about a mile, um, short of the finish line. Yeah. Uh, when I heard two, ex- two explosions and yeah, I've talked to enough people. I've run with enough people who, run Boston and I'm going through my brain. I'm going, you know, I don't think there were ever any mentions of fireworks. Right. And, um, I got to, uh, where my wife was, she was on uh, Commonwealth. I gave her a hug and uh, a kiss and I proceeded, uh, down Commonwealth. I hit, um, uh, uh, Hayford. Yep. And heading up and, I'm going up Hayford, Hayford, and it's it's uphill, and for twenty some odd miles, you got people cheering on the right. sides and so on. But as I'm getting to the end, I'm seeing looks of confusion on people. Yeah, and I can smell uh, gunpowder. Oh wow! And, and you were over a mile away, and you could smell the gunpowder. Well, no, I was, I was. That's when I heard the explosions. Oh, yeah, okay. And then I, I get to that point, and I look down Newberry, and I see smoke, and I see people 
not runners, but just uh, uh, observers of yeah. just running. Spectators were running. I'm going, something is just, yeah. you know, just not right here. Um, and I just get to uh, Boylston. That's the finish line area. Uh, less, than, less than a quarter mile from the finish line. And there's a line of people saying, go back. There are bombs on the finish line. Wow. Um, and I'm going, okay. The first thing that came to my mind was, how do I get to my wife? Yeah. She's now moving towards the family pickup area. Oh, yeah. And I'm going, okay. And people are going all different directions. Police are now directing people to get to the river because they don't know what the police, they don't know what's going on. Um, and then I'm, I'm running into people and, you know, uh, spectators, and I'm saying, can you call this number for me? Right, because uh, you didn't have your phone. No. And um, one person said, you know, I'm getting nothing, so something's going on with the communications. Grab somebody else, and I said, can you text? And she says, well, I'm from Canada. I don't have network. Oh, geez. Okay, so I grabbed somebody else, and I said, okay, I'll, I can text. And I'm thinking, what do I say to my wife that – Clearly, you know, telling her what to do. I says, and, and she's going to be getting a text from a stranger. Yeah. And that the, they said, I said, tell my wife to go back to where you last hugged your husband. Oh, perfect. And she said, later on, my wife says, I don't walk with my phone in my hand. Oh, yeah. So she wasn't looking at it. No, but she said she, this time she had her phone in oh. her hand and it vibrated. And it says, go back to where you last hugged your husband. And... Within five minutes, we're together. So, I mean, so I was more at ease now that we're together. And she says, what's going on? I says, there were those bombs or those explosions that someone said was thunder. Those were bombs. So there were two bombs that went off, and we need to just follow what the the directions the police are telling us uh, to go in. So uh, first they said, get down by the river. And I'm going, I got my phone, I got my wallet, they're all in my my packet yep. in the in a bus. Oh yeah. And um, so we start walking one direction, the police said we could go in. And then I got I thought, you know, they had two bombs and in the back of my mind I'm going, there's not gonna be any more. So I'm just we're gonna head back to the, to the packet pickup. Yeah. That's it. And then finally, the, the police were saying, okay, you can move towards town. Um, so I got my, went to the bus, got my stuff, and started, picked up my phone, and there was just all these texts, you know, are you okay? What's happening? Oh, yeah. And, and so we, you know, called my daughter who lived in Chicago. I says, we're okay. My daughter goes, what do you mean you're okay? Something happened to dad. And, and my, da- my wife said, turn on the radio or turn on TV. Yeah. And then uh, we got a hold of my son, and he said, we're okay. So it was, it was, it was surreal. Yeah. And then started seeing helicopters overhead, and um, SWAT teams were all over the place, and it's like, you know, I've seen this in the movies. Right, you never think it's going to happen to you. No, no. Um, so it was really surreal, surreal. Um one thing that my wife and I did experience is <clears throat> when we came back to Holland, um, the following weekend we went to the mall. Mm-hmm. And we're getting out of the car, and all of a sudden we hear sirens. Yeah. And we froze. It was like we were back in yeah. Boston at that moment. It was the, the yeah. oddest feeling. You had a little bit of PTSD. It And it just, and I thought, yeah, that just and so, it. You, know, you guys who served this country, who have come home, and say we're dealing with this. And, yeah, and people sort of poo-pooed it. I had one little incident, and it affected me. Right. So I'm going. <laughs> this was, this was something else. So yeah. But, um. Went back 2014. Okay. Um, and it was just it, I got emotional. Oh, I uh, bet. Coming into the the finish line, it was just like, oh wow! It just it was it was it it was different. 
So, yep. um, so you had the runner's high, but then you also have that, you have other feelings that um, it's hard to explain. Yeah, I, I can see that for sure. But uh, Wow. Yeah. It's an incredible experience. It, it, it was. It is. So this is why when I'm, I'll address one of your questions is that what am I doing this year? Okay. I want to go back 2023. Oh, okay. So it'll be 10 years. So that's yeah. what's, uh, as soon as the weather changes, I'm going to start really get in, getting into a condition to where I can uh, qualify. Okay. And what race are you going to try and qualify at? I don't know yet. I got like to find a nice, cool, flat one. A cool, flat one. So, okay. Um, and being a few months shy of 70, I have to, you know, sort of pick one that, is a, is, a, is an easy one, but still, <laughs> someone says, well, 26 is not easy. Well, some 26s are a whole lot easier than others, but... Um, so going into Boston a year from now, you'll be 70 years old? I will be. Okay, so you got a different age group. Does that matter for your time or not? Does that change it? Um, my The way they set up qualifications, um, if I get uh, you know anything this year up to September... Um, I has to be, it has to be a, a nine, uh, 20, excuse me, a four twenty or faster. Okay. So for that's, that's, uh, the, the time I have to, to match or yep. beat, uh, being a seven year old. Okay. So, okay. Uh, and I'm, I'm doing the run walk. And so uh, I right. did that for, I was hoping to qualify last year. Uh, your marathon. Yeah, you ran Holland Haven Marathon, the yeah. full last year. Yeah. Where'd you end up on that? Uh, I sort of, the, the wheels came off at uh, about yeah. 18. It was warm. It, it was a really warm year for Holland Haven. It was. Yeah. And I think uh, I felt really good. I was, I was at mile 18, I'm going, I got it. I got past Tunnel Park and I'm going, I ain't got it. No. <laughs> yeah, it's, no. it's just too hot to be. To be PRing on that day for Holland yeah. even for sure. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. So, but I did, I'll get there. I got a good right. support group. Um, I got, I think I have a good uh, uh, core uh, yeah. base. So. Oh, yeah. 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 Keep training. Yeah. Keep so training. That, that's what I'm doing this year. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And you t- you mentioned earlier you're going to probably run something else at Holland Haven, maybe the half or the 8K, just to work towards that trifecta medal. You got it. You okay. got it. So, that's a good idea. So, yeah. uh, it's... I've done yours twice. Yep, the, the full, f- the full. Yep. Um, so the half and the or the eight. I, I probably do the eight first. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. it's a lot easier than a full. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, and then I'm I'm guessing being a runner, you're going to sprinkle in some other five Ks, ten Ks, just some fun stuff throughout the year. Do you get do you jump in on some other local races I, or anything else? I will do um, uh, tulip time. Okay. Awesome. Um. And uh, I will probably, de- I'm not a five or 10 K runner. Not really. Okay. And I, I, for me, they're, they're almost like a sprint. Oh yeah. Um, and at seventies, yeah, I'm going, yeah, I'm going to save my sprinting towards the end uh, yeah. of, of a marathon. So, okay. But, that uh, makes, that totally makes sense. So, but, uh, I like the longer distance. Um, at my age, uh, it takes me two or three miles, four miles to get, all lubed up and, right. you know, loosened up, and then I'm good to go. That makes so, sense. That makes but, a lot uh, of sense. Yeah, sprinting is, uh, I do like a 5K if uh, the weather's right, and I feel good, and I get some miles in before. Right. Um, so Yeah, then you're really warmed up. It makes yeah, sense. Yeah, but, yep. Okay, awesome. Let's uh, let's move on to race directing, because okay. you are a race director. I and, am. Uh, and you are directing the race again this year. So how did, I know we've had some pandemic going on. So how did it go to last couple of years? Last year, nothing at all, right? Because the pandemic? 2000, well, one? 2019 was, um, we started upping our, our yep. uh, exposure and uh, planning for uh, 2020. Yep. Uh, 2020, we had planned uh, a, breakfast after the race we yeah. the civic center was newly renovated yep and uh, the city was really getting behind like a, a an all-day event we're going to do the the the, uh, the st patty's and then we'd have 
breakfast afterwards, then the parade. We had uh, 325 people signed up. Uh, we had a number of people signed up for the, the breakfast. Um, uh, then COVID hit. Yeah, like a week out, right? Two or three days. Two or three days. Before the race was uh, to take place, uh, we had uh, the governor said, you know, we're going to have to shut down. Yeah. It's just there's there's something going on here, and let's just play it safe. Yeah. I, I remember that. I remember getting, um, we got takeout from Cara on St. Patrick's Day so we could get our Irish dinner. Yeah. Uh, you know, because everything had shut down right before yeah. St. Patty's Day. So that was just, um, that was a bummer, but. Sure. Know, well, yeah, for all of us. Play it safe. Uh, we recouped and we did a uh, 2021, we did a 100 mile virtual. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. So well, how did that go? We had uh, 179 people uh, paid, but we had um, about a little over 200 who participated because it was a freebie. If you, okay. if you paid, you got a shirt and a medal. Yep. Um, but you could go ahead and sign up and uh, no bling, uh, but you could still log your miles. Yep. And that was that was well received, and oh, uh, I think it, it, it gave people purpose. Uh, to get out and say, okay, I'm gonna, I got to log my miles. Yeah, uh, and we just moved on, and it was, it was, it was good. Oh, great, it was good. Um, and then we thought things were going well, health wise, so we started planning for this year. Yeah, and um, the weather has kind of been cold, but yeah, it's kind of Michigan. <laughs> but our our numbers are um, actually above. This time, when we we're running planning our 2020, so we have okay, about good. Uh, 17 above um, our numbers. So we have yep. a, uh, this morning. I think I had uh, 150 signed up. We're hoping for again a, a nice 300 would be fine. Yeah, heck yeah. Uh, we have uh, some different sponsors this year. We have uh, uh, Central Park Market. They're providing. Bananas at the end. That's uh, good. And we have, uh, I think there's a there's a bakery in town that's quite popular. What are you? What's the name of it? Uh, oh, DeBoer. Yeah, DeBoer. They're going to be uh, providing us with uh, donut holes. That's great. And nothing uh, like a donut hole after you run. Oh, uh, Big B will have coffee and uh, hot chocolate, and uh, boxed water will provide uh, uh, boxed water. Yeah. That's perfect. So that's going to be at the finish yeah, line. So you got all your refreshments set oh, up. Yeah. And uh, we have a, a nice age group winner medal for the top three in each age group. Yep. Um, are your are your five year age groups or ten? Five year. Okay. So, so a lot of a lot of prizes yes. available. Uh, I had one gentleman who is in his seventies, and he says, "Do you have one for our age group?" And I, yeah, we'll have one for you. So, awesome. So awesome. And uh, we do have, uh, we started in, um, how was it, uh, 19? No, actually, 2018, we started, uh, it's called the Pre Race We Chase. Oh, yeah. Tell us about that. So, when we did our first couple races, you know, you could see the family members and um, Todd Swanson, who's been uh, with me since the, the get go, uh, we looked at each other and said, you know, we could do a kids race pre. Yeah. And so I just, you know, the, the, the called it the, the, the pre race we chase. That's sort awesome. Of rolled off the tongue. Yeah. Yeah. And so eight, excuse me, four to eight year olds, a little course that uh, we'll set up uh, uh, for the kids. And um, we're probably looking at a quarter of a mile to a half mile. Right. Depending upon the kids. Uh, and we're going to have, uh, I think, the four-year-olds, and then we'll have the five- and six-year-olds, and then the seven- and eight-year-olds. So okay. we'll have three groups. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. Now, do some of the parents run along with them? Is that okay, or is it um, just the kids out there? They, they can. I mean, it's all, uh, we're going to have uh, part of seventh uh, Central Park. Yep. Central, by the park. Yep, yep. Uh, cordoned off. And we'll probably have the kids start at one point and then at least finish 
at the finish line. So okay, um, it's kind of neat watching some of these kids come you know, barreling down the street, you know, yeah. and they're going towards the finish line. It's a good uh, photo op too for the parents. Oh yeah. So, so this is so your finish line is on Central, correct? Between tenth and twelfth, yep. right by Central uh, Centennial Park. Sorry, in right. Holland. Right. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, Starts and finishes there. The whole the whole race does. is happening there. Centennial Park. Yep. Okay. Yep. yep. So another thing we're going to have this year, we will have porty potties. Hey, that's always <laughs> good to have when you're a runner. It is. It's uh, fortunately it's uh, um, a short race, and uh, so we thought. You now someone said, you know, we really need porty potties. So this year we'll have. Two porty potties. Oh, perfect. Um, and um, and there's a public bathroom right down at Central and Ninth too, so people can hop yep. down there if they need another yeah. place to go. And also right after now. the race, you're going to have the the, the libraries open as well. Um, so uh, they have uh, restrooms there. So yeah. the, the thing is too with our look starting point for this race is there's a lot of on street parking. Um, oh yeah, and there's parking at uh, a couple of the churches which. Two blocks away, you can just yeah. walk and you're yeah, ready free to go. Yeah, par- free parking yeah. all over Holland, which yeah. is awesome for yeah. anybody coming into Holland to do a run. Yeah, and our, our, our packet pickup for Friday will be at Gazelle. Oh, yeah, good. And then uh, the day of the race, uh, packet pickup for those who can't make it Friday, uh, it'll be at the uh, Pavilion. Okay. So, and so what time is packet pickup open? Uh, do you know? Packet for, the, for Friday will be 3 to seven. Okay, that's Friday night at Gazelle. Yeah. And then what about on race day? Uh, that should be about 7.30. And the race starts at what time? At 9 o'clock. Okay, so people got time to come in and get their yep. packet. Yeah. Is there is there a time where registration's closing? Are you having race day registration, do you know, or we, uh, how are you doing that? Well, we will have it on Friday. Uh, in the past, we've had very few people, um, less than two or three, who will sign up either Friday or race day. Okay. Um, if it's race day, uh, bring cash. Yeah. Um, um, that's, that's it. And can't guarantee you'll have a shirt, but if you sign up, we at least will have either a racing cap or a stocking cap Okay. for you. So yeah. Do you, do you have a date for your t-shirt cut off? Like you must register by this date to guarantee a shirt. We have the very First of March. Okay. Is uh, we can guarantee you a shirt of your size and cut. Uh, what we did the last two races is we do have a women's cut. Oh, great. We had one of our board members saying, you know, I like the women's cut. Oh, for sure. And I thought, why not? Yeah, that, um, that makes a lot of sense. And especially well, half of the people who are running, half of the people that may, I want to make sure that sounds right. Half the runners are women. Yeah. And so, you know, okay, just you want women's cut, we got it. Yeah, I'll so, tell you what, at, at Holland Haven, uh, about 65% of the runners are women. Yeah. So women are really keeping the running train going in Michigan, that's for yeah. sure. So when yeah. one, one of them says, you know, really like the women's cut, you got it. Perfect. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that makes total sense. You got to give good, runners what they want. And it's a good tech shirt, so yeah. long sleeve. Oh, nice. Long sleeve. Well, winter, you know, that's right. perfect. We're still in winter. Yeah. So, um, and so how can people get registered? You're on run sign up, run sign up. Uh, I think if you Google, I tried, just did a, a quick Google this morning. If you go to Google and you key in Holland leprechaun chase, yeah. uh, you're going to get a uh, run sign up right at the top. Yep. So you hit that and, uh, register. Yeah, perfect. Um, and you can also go to, if you go to runsignup.com, they have a button that says find a race. Correct. You could type in the name of the race correct. and it would, it would bring it up as well. Yeah. And then and it takes you right to your registration page. Right. Makes it easy. Yeah. And uh, the race is going to start at uh, Centennial Park. And then we'll wind our way to the uh, parking lot of the Windmill Island. Oh, great. Yeah, that'd be cool. And then we'll come back uh, 10th Street and to uh, Central Park. Um, there's only one little area where um, you're on a sidewalk, uh, and that's right there at 7th Street before you get into Windmill Island. Okay. Other than that, we have uh, we have the street. All right. So we have a good uh, surface to run on, uh, wide open, and uh, the police will be there uh, directing craft traffic, so uh, safety is paramount. And, yeah, for uh, sure. We try to have a course that 
It's, I mean, granted, it's, it's three miles. Right. Um, this is something that uh, is kind of nice. It's going right. through uh, to the island. Um, you get about a mile and about a mile there, um, right? Where you're Windmill Island, and then you come in through uh, the uh, the college uh, campus. So it's kind of a it's a nice uh, a nice course. Yeah, you see a lot of Holland that way, which yeah. is really good. Yep. Yeah, it sounds like you're pretty flat. Probably the only hill is coming back out of Windmill Island. It's probably that's, only, right. that's your only hill. So otherwise, yeah. a flat course. Yep. Yeah, we have one little bit of a, a, a bump, which is a, a little out and back to get the three miles. Um, but, yeah, it's all, it's a good course. Yeah, um, that's good. Yeah, I mean, obviously 5K runners appreciate a nice course, something scenic, uh, something yeah. that's got a little variety to it. So and it, you're not just seeing the same thing all the time. Right, and it's, and it's fast. I mean, it, it's it's uh, not a lot of curves. Um, so I think if you want to put the hammer down, um, you can do that. Yeah, that's so. a, that's really cool. So, uh, yeah. Do you, are you out there on the, the social media channels? Can people find uh, the Leprechaun Chase? Where can they find more information or follow you? Or uh, Facebook. Okay. Uh, Leprechaun, there is uh, the Leprechaun Chase uh, uh, Facebook page. Okay. Uh, and I try to also post on the uh, HRC community. Right. Uh, I'm not... Uh, Social media savvy, as, as people probably... <laughs> hey, neither am I, man. <laughs> they can take a look at you. You're 70 years old, chances are, yeah. But um, that's one of the things that we'll be working on in the next couple of years is, is uh, just getting a, a good yeah. handle and to where we reach everybody. Um, but uh, So you mentioned um, the HRC page. So let's, let's go into that a little bit because HRC stands for those that don't know, Holland Running Club. And Holland Running Club is your board member of Holland Running Club, Correct. and you, that's who's putting on this event. So, Correct. can you tell us a little bit about Holland Running Club because that's what this is—that's who's putting this on. Uh, a number of years ago, um, starting 2013, there was talk uh, amongst runners that do we? Wh- what about a club in Holland? I mean, right. we, we had um, every running through Gazelle. Sure. Uh, but yet you go through the running camp so many times, it's like there's got to be there's a little bit more. Right. And so Mike Mordoff uh, took the horn, the, the bull by the horn, and says, let's get something going. So uh, Mike uh, put things together, pulled a, a group of people together, um, did the bylaws, uh, set up structure. And uh, 2014, we... We were official. Okay. And it was in the fall of uh, 2014. That was about the same time that uh, those runners who are from Holland uh, will remember the uh, St. Paddy's Pacer, I believe. Yes, I remember. I've run that race. Um, that was a, a good fun run. Yep. Um, and I think it was 2013, thereabout, um, it, it ceased. Okay. Um the club HRC started uh, looking around for, I don't want to say purpose, but uh, what else can we do besides just being a, a community or a family for runners? And I, I think we just said, uh, you know, the St. Paddy's Pacer was popular. What if we started sure. take, taking it over? And so uh, we started out, uh, was it 2000, yeah, 2016? We had a club run, St. Paddy's, uh, yep. uh, Leprechaun Chase. And then 2017, um, we opened it up to the public. Cool. And at that year, we had uh, 17. We had 152 runners. Uh, 2018, we went to 124. And then we just started growing from there. But the uh, HRC uh, board members uh, volunteered to be on a committee to pull off the race. So we do have uh, most of the committee for the Leprechaun Chase were board members, but we also reached out to the running community for volunteers. So sure. um, it's all volunteer. Um, again, a, a board member or two will be on the committee. And uh, each year we started uh, start from almost like scratch. Right. Um, what we're going to do this year. Um uh, 
we have for the last four years, um, the beneficiaries was uh, my team Triumph. Yeah. Um, they are uh, an, it's an organization or a cause that uh, takes those individuals with disabilities uh, and puts them in the race. Sure. Um, the, the chariots, they call it, uh, are pushed by runners. And so those individuals, the, the, they're the captains. Okay. So they can experience um, a race. And so it, it dovetails into our uh, mission statement, which is uh, a healthy lifestyle through running. Uh, we're giving people who can't run uh, an opportunity to experience what we experience. Wow. And uh, it, it's pretty good. It's, it's, yeah. it's really nice. Um, so so H, HRC, we're, we're putting it together. And, uh, and again, this is uh, my team Triumph will benefit from the proceeds. So my, in my two, is that a national organization or it just is. a Michigan organization? Okay. It's a national. And so just to clear, like the captain is the person who's got some sort of disability. Yep. They're in the chariot, which is basically kind of looks like a three-wheeled stroller maybe. Mm -hmm. And right. then you got pusher or a team of pushers Correct. probably. Uh, some people running and pushing this person, this captain, and they get to be in the race too. Correct. And they're running the same distance in the same exact run as you and I would, yep. able-bodied person, and they yep. get to feel the, the, the fun of going across yeah. the start. I'm sure when they finish, they get a medal because they're in the race, obviously, and in the, in the shirt, and they get yep. the, the donut hole and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's just fantastic. Yeah. 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 What yeah. a great cause. It is. And, and those people who push the carts, they're called angels. Okay, angels. Yep, I didn't so, know that. All right, so the angels are pushing the captains. Correct. Oh, that's fantastic. Right. So, that's really and, cool. And it's it's kind of, uh, it'll choke you up a little bit. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, one of the, one of the, uh, the one of the, uh, my team triumph uh, liaisons, uh, he said, no, they're individuals with disabilities as opposed to disabled individuals. And I thought, you know, that, that's, yeah. that's, yes, they're individuals with, with disabilities. Yeah, so, that, make, that makes total sense. Yeah. And so not only are they in the event and they're running or being pushed in the event, but mm -hmm. you're also raising money for them, right? Correct. So how does that work with the, with the event? We just, uh, any money that we, uh, I, I will talk to sponsors and uh, sponsors will put money towards the race. Yep. Uh, registration uh, will go, will cover uh, the timer. Uh, the police, the um, the shirts, the medals, yep. and everything else above that. Once our bills are paid, that all goes to my team triumph. Great. So more people that register, which we want people to register. Correct. The more money we can give to these captains. Correct. So they can be in the race. Correct. So we're, Correct. we're adding to that fund. That's really cool. Cool. Yeah. Yes. So. What a great cause. Sounds like a great event. It is. It's coming up. What's the race date? We didn't mention the date of the race. March 12th. Okay, so March 12th, which is just a couple weeks away. Yes. It's coming up really quickly. That's a Saturday morning. Correct. March 12th at 9 a.m. Yep. Centennial Park in Holland. The uh, the We Chase um, will start at uh, 8.30. Okay. Uh, and again, we'll have a couple of, uh, depends how many students, not students, how many kids we get. Um, that's usually a, a 15 to a 20 minute, uh, event. And then at nine o'clock, we will start the, uh, the 5k, uh, with the, my team Trump Trump going out first. Yep. And then, okay. um, if, if we can, if, if I can get the leprechaun, we'll have a leprechaun oh. that you guys will have to catch. Well, that'll be fun. So Cause it is a leprechaun chase. It is a leprechaun chase. So excellent. Then. Great. <laughs> Well, Lynn, I, I appreciate you coming on the show and giving us all this information. It's awesome to hear your story and all about the Leprechaun Chase coming up in just a couple of weeks. Well, thank you for the opportunity. And uh, let's all, let's just start thinking about uh, uh, the weather. The yes. weather. Getting, getting it nice. Just above uh, freezing would be a bonus. Let's go a little bit above that. Okay. But that's, yes. All right. Well, thanks, Lynn. I appreciate you coming on, and right. uh, we'll catch up with you another time. Thank you, Eddie. All right. Later. That was my interview with runner and race director, Lynn Light. I truly, truly appreciate Lynn coming on the show. If you haven't already, you can still sign up for the St. Paddy's Leprechaun Chase coming up on March 12th by going to their run sign-up page. Just grab the link from our show notes. 
Additionally, you can support the Holland Running Club and my team Triumph. Go to hollandrunningclub.org to see how you can be involved with this great West Michigan group of runners. The West Michigan chapter of My Team Triumph can be found at mttwestmichigan.org. They are constantly in need of angels, even for St. Patty's Leprechaun Chase, and would love to have you on board. Let's get into some Holland Haven Marathon and some Tulip Time Run info for this year. Holland Haven Marathon is coming up on Sunday, September 11th of this year, and you can register at runsignup.com slash holland. So what's going on with that race this year? Well, one big thing that's great news is we are the RRCA championship event for the third consecutive year. The Roadrunners Club of America has selected us as a championship event this year, and we have moved up because last year we were state champions. This year, central region championship for the half marathon. This means our half marathon winners in four age groups will be the half marathon champions of the Midwest. So that's really cool. Um, our race capacity for Holland Haven, same as it's been. we got 500 people coming into the full, 600 in the half, and then 400 in the 8K. Uh, and last year, all three distances were almost at capacity. So um, I would not be surprised if something sells out. They do, they do fill up pretty fast. We're going to have buses again this year. Uh, the, the full and half marathoners will be able to ride their bus to the starting line on race morning, and then they run back to the finish. And some new news. We are redesigning our trifecta medal ribbon. We've had the trifecta medal for a few years now. Those who have run the full, the half, and the 8K have earned that fourth medal, that one with the spinning windmill on it. And because we're getting low on stock, I've decided to redesign the medal, come out with a new ribbon. The medal's the same, but there's a new design ribbon. And so if you're running this year and earning your trifecta, you'll have the choice of either the old school original trifecta medal still, or you can get the new one while supplies last. Um, the other cool thing is we have some people coming up on their second trifecta. Some people have run every race two times. And so if you're running your second trifecta, what a great thing to get the different, the newest trifecta version to go with your original trifecta medal. Now you can have two different uh, sets of medals. So that's super cool. Uh, finally about Holland Haven, we're always proud to support Camp Geneva and team red, white, and blue. They are back to being charity partners in 2022. So appreciate them being part of uh, Holland Haven each year. Let's talk about Tulip Time Run a little bit. And maybe you didn't know, but I am the race director for the Tulip Time Run. And it's coming up on Saturday, May the 7th of 2022. It's the first day of the Tulip Time Festival. And you can sign up for Tulip Time Run at runsignup.com slash tulips. Tulip Time Run, located in Collin Park, which is in Holland, right along Lake Mekatawa. Um, there's a 5K and a 10K. They're both a flat loop course through the neighborhoods of Holland. Um, there are two aid stations with water on the course. And there's really one course. There's a 5K course, the loop. And the 10K runners go around two times. Uh, each 5K and 10K runner finisher gets a finisher medal. And our medals this year, it's the third year we've had finisher medals for Tulip Time. And the cool thing about the design this year for the ribbon is we've taken the winning Tulip Time Festival poster that was just revealed and used that design in our ribbons of our medals. So the big theme of the whole Tulip Time Festival will be reflected on your race medal, which is super cool. Uh, we also have medals for age group winners, uh, first through er third place in 14 age groups. So if you're an age group runner, you got a really good chance of getting a medal. And then at the end of Tulip Time Run in Collin Park. We got some food for you. When you run, you got oranges, apples, bagels, and go-go squeeze pouches. Plus, at Collin Park is our Race Village Expo. So, we set up our Race Village raid in Collin Park. Previous years, we have set up an in, in MVP on Friday nights. We're not doing that now. So, if you're coming to Tulip Time Run Friday night for packet pickup, you'll come to Collin Park. That's where the Race Village Expo is both Friday and Saturday. Uh, we'll have a variety of businesses set up there. 
Uh, they'll be selling some stuff. They'll be handing out free swag. So it'll be really cool. And why? Why should you run Tulip Time Run? Why is it? Why is it a great race? Well, let me read this for you. Our route is set up to go along the Tulip Time tulip-lined streets of Holland, passing thousands of beautiful tulips. This year, we have our all-new Spirit stations on the course to cheer on runners. And Tulip Time is the run is the kickoff to the Tulip Time Festival. And after running, you can explore all the many things to do around Holland and see all the beautiful tulips. So it's just a great way to kick off the festival. Come out and see the tulips, get a run in, and you'll love it. All right, finally today, I want to go through our local race calendar. Uh, these are some West Michigan races that are coming up in March. And you can register for them. I got all the links to registration for all these races in the show notes. So if you're looking for a March race, here are some great options for you. Here we go. The Middleville Winter Trail Fest Half Marathon and Five Miler is coming up on March 5th. Of course, the St. Paddy's Leprechaun Chase 5K right here in Holland is coming up on March 12th. There's also the Muskegon Shamrock Shuffle, Shuffle sorry, 5K coming up on March 12th. And then in Allegan County, there is the Shamrock Run Walk or Roll 3-mile and 1.5-mile run on March 19th. Then in Grand Rapids, there is the Spectrum Health Irish Jig 5K, which is also on March 19th. There's the Blue Lake Firefighters St. Pat's 5K coming up on March 26th. And finally, there's the Kent City Ridge Run 15K and 5K coming up on March the 26th. Thank you for listening to this episode of Run My West Coast. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast, like it, and share it with your running friends. Your support of Run My West Coast and the running community in and around West Michigan keeps the runners running. You're truly appreciated, and I'm grateful for the chance to share my thoughts with you. Thanks again, and see you on race day.